There was a book published by the Canadian artist Eric Volette called Saturnalia. This is the introduction, or part of the introduction. The drawings collected in the present volume represent a fragment of a much larger work. Years of incantations and descents into the emptiness of self are here displayed in a fractured and fragile way, for that which they represent cannot be given in a singular stroke. But they serve to provide us with a glimpse of another grand attempt, another striving towards the center, another drawing aside of the veil. In these works can be seen the manipulations of a magus born in an age when it has been decreed that such a creature shall not be. Here can be seen a desire to create and recreate another system of nature, where the dead light of fluorescent bulbs can no longer blind us in our dreaming. Here we see the hand moving in an act of tracing the transformations of point and line, encompassing of a new time, where the cartoon representation of a human face stands as the irreducible representation of the real with which our sciences struggle. Eric Volat has made thousands of drawings and paintings over the years. I'm a fan of his style and I had an interest in talking to him about how he produces his paintings and drawings, what goes through his head when he's actually working. So I hope you enjoy the following conversation with Canadian artist Eric Volat, who has shown his work internationally and has a lot to say about what he's working on. This is the White Hot Magazine Art World podcast. I'm your host, Noah Becker. Follow us on the web at whitehotmagazine.com. I've been drawing ever since I could hold a pencil, really, and I started painting on canvas around the age of 16, and I'm still working that way, easel painting in my apartment studio. I also work in spray paint outdoors and... I find that informs my studio practice, having a more sort of energized graffiti practice outside. Have you always worked indoors? Yeah, for the most part, when it's easel painting on with canvas. Do you prefer that? I guess it's a little more hermetic, but I like to have both going on. They, They both help each other out. And drawing is something I'll do anywhere, so I'm always drawing. And that's just my mode of getting ideas flowing. It's second nature. And I don't really think of it as like capital A art. It's just a way of having dialogue with myself. Later, I can be more conscious and bring it into a finished work. What do you think capital A art means? It's hard to say. I guess it's just the idea of forming a boundary around it for other people that it's now communication with the outside world rather than some kind of like therapeutic or meditative process for the self. Um, I think it's important that 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 process is still present for others to see that it is about a self-dialogue, but at the same time you're presenting it for other people and it they, they are discrete objects in the world. You mean the things you make? Right, yeah. It's a record of 
your own thought process, but it also becomes an object. But you also write poetry in this sort of, that kind of thing, right? True, yeah. I think, again, it's kind of all part of the same process, whether it's writing or stream conscious drawing, all these modalities kind of inform just catalyzing ideas. What is an idea for you? It doesn't have to be a set or a singular thing, at least not in the beginning of the process. You're not even really thinking that you're having an idea. It's fairly physical drawing for me. But at some point, clusters of symbols or narratives start to emerge, and those are things that can be brought together into a a more conscious pictorial space when you're making an actual painting. What do you start with? Like, do you kind of start in the middle? Do you start with a face? When I'm drawing, I just start really anywhere. Um, As far as with a painting, there's often certain stages or reference material, whereas I used to work just completely out of nothing. But I like bringing in some more conscious aspects now rather than totally winging it. Yeah, and it sort of what I like about your drawings is that there's a kind there's a I wouldn't say like uh I was going to say mystical or magical, but that's a, kind of a weird way to describe it, but something kind of possessed maybe. Yeah, I guess I'm into well, I guess automatic drawing is kind of mediumistic just the same way that music can emerge from a kind of a trance. I think drawing can can do the same thing, where it's channeling certain mental spaces. So in that way, it has a lot in common with certain mysticism, I suppose, yeah. Like, what kind of mysticism links in? Like, you're not, are you, would you describe yourself as religious? No, but I'm in, I'm into imagery, like, for example, the tarot is something I work with thematically a lot these days, so I do like a lot of the imagery from different esoteric sources. That probably comes across in that way, but it's not in a strict kind of a dogmatic way at all. So you just kind of freely pull from different sources like tarot cards. What, what are some other sources that you like to investigate? I guess I'd like mythology more generally, so I've pulled from like Greek myth or like Yiddish theater or, you know, mostly Western European sources for the most part, I'd say. What about old master art? Are, do you have any interest in some of that? Yeah, absolutely. I've always been looking at that my whole life, and it's, yeah, like, the art of the Middle Ages, the Renaissance, pretty much the whole continuum of that work, yeah. So your recent work is um, is like a series of sculptural, it's a painting of a series of like different, like a sculptural containers, sculptural objects. Can you talk about that? Yeah, this doesn't happen too often for me, but I actually had a dream. I was kind of just coming out of dreaming and, and had a a mental image of a number of sculptural forms in kind of a garden space. And I even 
in the dream, as I started to wake up, I specifically pictured that I would reference De Chirico's objects, as well as the sculptures of Victoria artist Elsa Mayhew. So later, when I was awake, I started to sketch out consciously the what I had seen when I was dreaming, and and so it was a mixture of my own imagination, but also referencing of forms that exist in art history that I've seen. So would you say that you feel a connection to the local Victoria, British Columbia, Canadian art scene, other than being a long-time participant? Yeah, I mean, I just take in whatever's around me, and uh, I definitely enjoy kind of bringing out aspects of art that is in my immediate environment, and I kind of enjoyed bringing an artist that I is, I suppose, less known internationally into collision with, like, De Chirico, who's a classic international master, and it's just fun to make mashups this way. I wanted to ask you about your graffiti, because I know that you make a lot of graffiti. Is that still important to you? Yeah, I would say I've kind of slowed down compared to, say, when I was a teenager, but it's pretty important to me to have that energy behind my art making so it doesn't become overly sterile or or only based in the studio. So there's an important energy that comes from the street or just walking around, exploring the urban environment, and also just the way that marks are made rapidly in graffiti. Where is the defining line between making a drawing or making something in a painting or making something outside? Where is, what's the difference? In some ways, I'm trying to actually collapse the boundaries. To be honest, the more I get to work in a studio practice, the more I want it to to flow in and out of these other ways of making work that are supposedly separate. And I, I think they can collide together to make more interesting hybrids. So you like the idea of hybridizing art history? And Oh, that's interesting. That's like a botany term. My brother used to be a botanist. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, just mutation, something like that. I mean, yeah, as soon as you've worked in one kind of mode, it's going to flow through. Like you were saying to me about my colors, automatically just spray paint and how it's marketed, the chemistry of how it's made, it's got its own palette, and that ends up leaking into my color sense when I'm working with oils. And is that your favorite medium, oil? Because it, it seems like you've done thousands of drawings. Yeah, it's really hard to to compare. I mean, I, I, I kind of... I do sort of put the oil painting process on a bit of a pedestal in a certain way, but the drawing is so native to me that, you know, nothing replaces the immediacy of just raw line either. So. Let's talk about a character that seems to be part of your work, this one called Urchin. Um, what is Urchin? That's just kind of a notion. I guess I sort of make put some self-mythology into my work at times, and... To me, that idea is just um, like street urchin, like sort of a Charles Dickens character, a little street kid that it, it's it's kind of my way of making a narrative about what the graffiti artist would be as like an archetype, even if they existed like 200 years ago. So 
kind of like a pariah. Yeah, in a certain sense, definitely, yeah, like a marginal character of some kind. Do you see yourself as a marginal pariah? Not necessarily. I don't want to go down the spiral of that, but I think most artists kind of feel that half of the time, I bet. Like somewhat of an outcast. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. And uh, so the new series is um, sculptural and almost kind of um, surreal. But I had a discussion with someone about surrealism, and I was trying to say that, like, surrealism seems to me is, is a movement that already happened. And it's hard to just suddenly conjure up a style that sort of happened and pin it on a series of work or... But I mean, you know, if you make something that looks like an impressionist piece, people call it impressionist. Painting is strange because so many people seem to know so much about it visually in a certain way, depending on what it is. How do you feel about about what makes a good painting or what makes for a good drawing? I think I wouldn't precisely agree. In, I think that surrealism could be seen as a living current, just the same way that expressionism could. But I agree with you that I think we, it's kind of wrong to look at these things in a historical way and also even to be caught in a category. Like from what I understand, even jazz musicians like denied the label of jazz, for example. So I don't think we want to be held by these things, but I think there's like currents of that are in these these labels that are conducive to creating, you know? Well, certainly my history of playing the saxophone and making art has been interesting in that sense because jazz is a very, well, if you want to call it jazz, it's a mixture of styles. And I think the kind of art that I make, and I think this, the kind of art that you make is also, in a way, is kind of a, like you were saying, a hybridization of certain styles. But I see more originality. I, th I feel like you've, you've created a very original style that I haven't seen anywhere else. Was that deliberate or did just you just kind of fell into it? I think it comes kind of intuitively from what you're saying, not wanting to be having something be like mummified in a museum. And, and though I've always loved the art of the past and art history, um, and even painting, which at certain points people have thought of as antiquated or whatnot. I mean, but like you say, with, with graffiti and whether it's popular culture, comic books, that keeps it more alive in the present time, I think, rather than being locked into one sort of historical current. What are some comic book artists that you're interested in? Ah, I used to look a lot at Charles Burns for his black and white lines honestly i like superhero comics i like like golden age classic stuff um i was into barbarella a couple months ago i like yeah i like the whole language of comic art is awesome so you look at com you still look at comic art i do yeah yeah i'm not i'm not too strict about it but it's just always been one thing that's come into the pot and been mixed around with other things so painting-wise, are there some painters that you really like? 
<sighs> Let's see. Um, I mean, I'm interested in Peter Dwag's work nowadays. I kind of saw his work by accident in Paris, and I didn't even know who he was. So that was interesting to see new work that interests me. Uh, like I said, I look at a lot of almost Middle Ages artwork or just folk, kind of folk iconography or anonymous like alchemical etchings, a lot of work from the past. Um, and I mean, I guess I started with just loving expressionism as a way of applying paint, yeah. I remember at a certain point you were really into Rualt. It's true, yeah, that seems like a long time ago, but it, for whatever reason, when I was 16, that, that got to me, I, yeah. And then... Um... There's a kind of a 19th century feeling to some of your work that um, I think you were interested in Redon as well. Oh, yeah, I definitely still love him. Um, yeah, like in a way when things are to be dream-oriented or surrealistic, I almost like them to harken back, I guess, before surrealism, like you say, Redon or Goya or anything that sort of symbolist stuff the way that dream was looked at in that time period is really interesting. Well, that's what I was going to say. There's an, kind of an imaginative dream quality to your work that transcends any kind of comic book art or fantasy. It's, um, it's uh, perhaps because of the obsessiveness and the prolificness of your production that your work has kind of pushed into the zone of what I would consider to be contemporary art. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. What makes work become contemporary is kind of mysterious, I think. Um, often you, you think you're imitating the past, and sort of despite yourself, it becomes contemporary, I think. Where would you like to see your career or your life after this weird pandemic that we're in? I'm definitely excited about things opening up again. I mean, showing has been like the last thing I've really been thinking of. And at the beginning of the pandemic, I kind of felt stultified for working, but now I've come out of the other side and I'm making more work than ever. So I think by the time things open up, I'll, I'll definitely have work to show. Well, it's been a real honor to have you on the podcast, Eric. And, um, Thanks for trusting us enough to record with us. And, and as like I said, it's an honor to speak with you. Thanks, Noah. My pleasure. You're listening to the White Hot Magazine of Contemporary Art, Art World Podcast with your host, Noah Becker.